Hello, family and friends. I'm excited here for day three with Pastors Michael and Angel Nicholson from the Life Missions Ministry Word of Life Victory Center in Bedford, Indiana, which is kind of central Indiana, a little bit on the yeah. south, south central yeah. maybe. But really been uh, excited about hearing your story and looking forward to today. Well, Father, we come today ready to receive, Father. We know you have something specific for us today, maybe many things, Father. So we come ready to receive from this precious testimony in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Back to you guys. All right. Well, I think I left off talking about after we got married and um, I've been blessed. A nurse paid for some stuff and really brought the love of God back to my heart. And we searched out to try to find a church to go to. And we, we ended up going to Shiloh there in uh, Fayetteville and, mm-hmm. and Pastor Mark and Phyllis. He would come up there every Sunday, uh, once, once a month, mm-hmm. um, on a Sunday night and, and minister. And that's where I met him. And wow. he blessed me. I mean, just the word, the power of the, of the word that he brought forth and the yeah. faith, you know, behind it, it. It really encouraged us. And we really began to dig in and, and follow after uh, and hunger and thirst for the word of God and what God could do in our lives. And, you know, it, it takes time when you start working the word. I mean, it's, you're sowing seeds. So mm-hmm. we're sowing the word and it takes mm-hmm. time for that to grow. Yep. And I got discouraged many times, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. I worked a lot of hours, didn't have a lot, you know, we yep. couldn't get the kids a lot of stuff, but many times, you know, the kids would say, Hey, can we get something to eat after church? And we'd say, no, uh, we'll just go home. And uh, I remember many times someone would just come up to me and say, hey, take them kids, get them something to eat. And they'd give me some money, which it was such a blessing. And I seen God working in those small areas. But still at home, you know, we would pay our tithes and we would give to TBN. We would give, and we didn't really have the money to give, but we mm-hmm. gave because mm-hmm. I knew the Word of God said if we give, we're going to get back. Come on. There's many times that I would leave the house and go to work. I'd lost the job at restorative therapy, became a maintenance man at nighttime and security at another hospital. And I knew that they had coffee all night long, so I knew I had drinks, and I knew they had crackers left out for salads. So I wouldn't take a lunch, and I would leave it for the kids and her, and I would eat crackers and coffee, you know. And then every once in a while, someone would say, hey, I got an extra sandwich here. Did you not bring it up? No, I'm not, and I wasn't that hungry. And I would get fed that way. You know, they were lean times, but they were good times because I knew God was still going to move in my behalf and get me to where I needed to be. And I grew in that church. I grew in that church, mm-hmm. uh, and God began to deal with me on, he called me to preach, and I'm like, how am I going to preach? I don't have a building. I don't have anything mm-hmm. that I could go to. And my aunt, who was in charge of the church that my grandpa built for my grandma, it sat dormant for so many years. She was in charge of it, and we was just talking one day, and I told her I was going to church down there, and she said, you know, you ought to hold services down there every once in a while. I said, hold service? Yeah. Just every once in a while, just have services. It's sitting there. And um, that was a confirmation to me that God said, hey, you got a building right there in the family. Just mm-hmm. just utilize it. So I began to step out and um, decided that's what I was going to do and, and open the church up. You know, and I opened it up, and it was me and my wife and my two girls and uh, my mom and dad, and that was it. And mm-hmm. you know, and I used to go back and listen to those tapes because I taped back then. Anything I did, I always go big or go home. Yeah. And uh, I would take our tax check and buy stuff for the church. Um, I bought a mixing board, sixteen channel mixing board. That the mixing board took up about half of the pew <laughs> of the small church. You know, you put twenty five people in that church, and it was crowded. 
Yeah. And I bought speakers that would uh, big enough for a church 14 that sides. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I, I always went big or went home, and mm-hmm. I began to begin to take my messages and things, and I go back and listen to them, and I thought, God, you must have anointed people's ears because, wow. <laughs> you know, I had my diaper on, you know, preacher yeah. diaper on, and doing, you know, doing my calling. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, God blessed people. And one of my uh, people that got converted under the ministry got saved, uh, she's still with us today. Her and her family, her whole family's with us. And uh, wow. uh, her husband wasn't in church at the time. He was, was Catholic. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he, 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 he didn't want to come. He didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now he's coming. And he, he's he's just like a brother to me. He's, yes. It's it's precious to see Praise how God. God just brings things around. Yeah. But God has blessed us through the years. And mm-hmm. I know with, with Angel, he did use her in a sense you know, he kept my focus, and mm-hmm. because I made a promise based on her, it helped me come back to God and do what He called me to do. You know, she, I had a tendency to smother girls because mm-hmm. of my dad. He treated my mom, mom like a queen. I mean, she didn't want for nothing, like for nothing. He babied her. He did stuff for made her. Made her coffee, breakfast, everything. Bring and her food in bed. So I. Well, I hope my wife's not listening to this stuff. <laughs> so, you know, I, you know, as a growing up, you know, even in elementary school, my sister always said I was young, but I had an old soul. I mean, I was ready in eighth grade to get married and have a family, but mm-hmm. no way to support that. So, but anyway, I've had a tendency to smother girls and they just didn't have anything to do with it. But with, you know, Angel, some of her stuff that she had to go through in her life, she needed what I had to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, and she can choose to talk about it if she wants to. Um, but, you know, it, it, she had, grew up in some rough situations, and um, I just wanted to, wanted to take care of her and protect her and do what I could do um, because, I, you know, I, I just fell in love with her. Um, and I think the same thing is, you know, is true with, in, with God. I mean, if you, if you put as much time to look out and seek out God, you know, I studied her. I found out everything she liked to do. Whatever she liked to eat, I liked to eat, even though I hated it. I wanted to eat it. Uh, I wanted to go to the places that she wanted to go. Uh, even though I didn't want to go to those places, uh, because she liked it, I liked it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the same thing, if you apply that with God, mm-hmm. you just start hungering and thirsting for what God likes to do, it's going to revolutionize your life yes. and change everything about you. Come on. Uh, he's he, he's so good. He's he so can't good. love you any more than he already loves you. No. He loves you so much. Yeah. You want to share a little bit about? Well, I get choked up. It's hard for me. Um, I was just raised not to know what love was. And when I met him, he showed me what love was. And then he showed me how God could love me. And that took a lot for me because as being raised, my mom was physically abused um, in several of her marriages. And that's all I knew. And they were alcoholics and, you know, smoked marijuana and different people being in the house when I grow up. And when I wake up, there'd be different people that'd be sleeping in different parts of the house. And I just would always just cry myself to sleep to think, why do I have to live a life like this? And why can't my mom just get out? And I just never knew exactly that she wanted out she just didn't know how to get out we we never 
I went to church, anybody I could go to church with, whoever could pick me up or whatever, I was ready to go. It was my way out was to go and be in, in church and do things. But I went to church because I went for the social and I went because I seen the, the love that people had for each other. But I didn't know the word. I mean, I didn't know about God's word because really the churches I went to, they didn't teach us any of that. It was more about playing. You know, you just went to church and you just played and hung out with your friends and done stuff. There wasn't any word to learn for us to, to grow with for us when we're teenagers to have. So I didn't know any of that stuff until I met Michael and then his parents. And it was like his parents took me in as being my mom and dad. And for the longest time, I, it's just been like they've been my mom and dad. And, you know, at, at eight years old, I could make the best screwdriver you've ever seen. I knew exactly how much vodka and orange juice and everything to, to put together. I did all that kind of stuff. I did the things that I should have never had to have done as a child. I shouldn't even know how to make that or how to do it. But I knew what to do. And my mom, because he wanted me to make it, my mom knew... And she'd tell me to always put more in it, put more vodka in it, so it'd knock him out faster so we didn't have to deal with him. Wow. Because it was just, it, it was rough times. And she finally got away from that and ended up marrying again. And, and he wasn't abusive to her in that way, but he was he was abused when he was younger. So his abuse towards me was, was in a different way. It wasn't physical it was the way that he talked to me and the in the things that the way he was was just in a different way that way so when I met Michael I was scared and skeptical to ever be in a relationship because I didn't want to live in that relationship like my mom always did so I I was just very very adamant to even get in a relationship with him especially with him being older why would he want someone young like me well you know, as you as you share that, Angel, it just makes me think about how there's just no valley that's too low or that where God cannot reach us, you know, and you went through a lot of the stuff that the rest of us have never gone through, but but God was there to help pull you out yeah. and used people, mm-hmm. you, Pastor Michael, yeah. and your parents, you know, yeah. and that love of God rescued you from that. So thank you for sharing that. Well, I'm looking forward to to day four to get into a little bit more of your testimony and thank you angel for sharing that i know that's not easy to talk about but i believe it will help some people out there some yes. folks out there i believe are listening and you're still struggling from your childhood and, and believing you can't get out of that but but god can get you out of yep, that absolutely yeah and so absolutely. well if one of you would go ahead and say the prayer for us right. heavenly father we just thank you for the chance to be able to share lord we ask you, Lord, to just anoint what we say, Father God. Let it impact the, the lives of the people that hear, Father God, to strengthen their relationship or even to start a new relationship with you. We just thank you for it, Father God, and, and give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, folks, you can contact the Nicholsons through their Facebook page with their church at Life Missions Ministries. And uh, we sure do love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. Yes. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary, and he's coming back soon. Yes. Amen.